0: What trends will impact hiring in our industry for the remainder of the year? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. You may recall our first episode of Flight Plan for 2022, which focused on the outlook for business aviation hiring in the year ahead, in the face of rising inflation and lingering concerns over COVID-19. Well, we're now more than halfway through the year, and not much has really improved on those fronts. The end of July brought news of the second quarter of falling economic growth in the U.S. and, depending on who you talk to, a looming recession. And of course, the coronavirus is still stubbornly hanging on with a seemingly endless line of new variants. Well, we also face continued global strife in Eastern Europe, and saber-rattling in other parts of the world as well. Today, I'm pleased to welcome back my panelists from that earlier episode for an update on the hiring situation in our industry in this environment. Jennifer Pickerell is vice president at Aviation Personnel International, and Jennifer Guthrie is CEO of In-Flight Crew Connections. And Jennifer Guthrie, let's begin with you. Have those factors affected hiring in our industry so far this year?
1: We do not see them affecting any hiring trends at this point. We have seen a very high demand, not only for hiring recruitment services, but also for contracted labor. I mean, the demand is still very, very high. And COVID, Ukraine, in my opinion, they're not affecting us today. My, my biggest concern to watch is what's gonna happen with the economy and how is that gonna affect operators as the year moves on with the airlines there's such a high demand of retirements and furloughs and all of the issues that they're experiencing and even though we don't have the same problems we still have a talent shortage in corporate. I agree
2: with Jennifer that certainly the demand is very high. I I do think what's interesting is, you know, clearly we're seeing the pent-up demand that's realized right now. And I think it'll be interesting to see the the recession or, or the impending recession potentially, and how that marries with this COVID and talent shortage impact, because commercial aviation is still less popular, right? There are less routes because of the talent shortage. And as a result, I'll be curious to see if business jets are a little better insulated from rifts and such, right? From selling of an aircraft because, it's not an easy alternative to travel commercially anymore, right? So I think that'll be interesting to watch. And then I can say from from a candidate perspective or a job seeker perspective, what we're seeing with this potential impending recession is that, like, for instance, we work particularly with passive job seekers. And I'm finding that a lot of folks are very worried about making a lateral move in particular. And a lot of candidates are asking what the policy is for companies if they have a RIF, is the policy last one in, first one out, right? So you, we can see the impact of that on the candidate database, if you will.
0: What skills and backgrounds are employers looking for, Jennifer Pickerel, when hiring in the current environment?
2: Well, you know, Rob, my fear, I'm curious if Jennifer has this inclination, is that hiring is becoming far more tactical and less strategic. And because of the shortages and what we're seeing happening on the training side, right, with simulator availability, type rating availability, it's things of that sort, employers will start looking only for type rated pilots, right? So, sacrificing... A potential cultural addition to your team because you need somebody that flies a 550 because you can't fly or, or the challenge of 350 i hear is just in, almost impossible to get a sim in that so i fear that people will look less strategically at their hiring they won't be looking at succession planning and it's going to be more of an immediate need or a more tactical approach to hiring
1: i agree i think that. You see a lot more companies hiring based on who is available as opposed to who is the most qualified candidate for the job. And that's just, I think, due to supply and demand. I think from a strategic perspective, what I am glad to see is the the openness for more younger talent to enter and less experienced in departments that have the ability to, you know, pair them with someone who is more experienced. And so, you know, I think that's speaking to succession planning and how are you going to build up a flight department instead of an older flight department where everybody might retire at the same time. So I, I do see a younger generation coming in, but there's definitely still a great need for, tech trade, tech skills, you know, from A&Ps to pilots.
0: More of our conversation in just a moment after this message from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, your podcast is ready everywhere. You can download it from iTunes, ask your smart speaker to give you a listen, or hear it in any car with Apple's CarPlay. NBAA Flight Plan, available anytime, anywhere. We're back now with Jennifer Pickerel and Jennifer Guthrie and our discussion about hiring trends for business aviation for the remainder of 2022. And certainly one of those trends has been our industry's ongoing effort to not only attract new workers, but to also develop a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce. Jennifer Guthrie, how have you seen employers embrace DEI as part of their hiring process?
1: I see them totally embracing it. The problem is that there's not enough candidates out there to bring into business aviation. So I think one of the challenges that business aviation faces is in educating our youth and the younger generation about considering business aviation as an option. I recently visited the Redtail Flyers and, you know, it's quite an impressive program and I personally would hire any of them that can come through that program. I I do see, from my clientele, a, a total embrace. It's just a matter of getting the candidates.
0: Jennifer Pickerel? I
2: would agree that there is more of an appetite. I think it's driven by supply and demand. And I will say that, and I don't want this to come across as negative, but I think it's something our industry has to be really mindful of, is that we have an external focus on diversity, meaning we wanna hire people from underrepresented communities because we need talent. right? So are we hiring because we need talent or because we want to embrace those underrepresented communities? But the real question is, what is their experience like when they get there? And that's an area that I think is rife with opportunity for improvement in our industry. Um, talking about inclusion specifically. I can tell you, I have countless stories of people who have been hired on what we would call a diversity initiative, only to arrive to their new home, if you will, and be ostracized and not included. So I think there's this immense pressure to get talent in the door. There's often immense pressure from the corporate enter- enterprise to have, you know, there's often a mandate, right? You have to in- include people from diverse backgrounds on your candidate slate, etc. But there's not enough focus on what do we do when they arrive. When we reach out for diverse talent, we have a real responsibility to ensure we're prepared to receive them. You know, a lot of flight departments say that their flight department is like a family. And so you have to truly bring them in like family and allow them to show up in their authentic selves. Just one thing I'll add is that People with invisible differences, so, you know, those with different sexual orientations, it can be even more difficult, right? And so we have to be so conscientious about how we talk to people, the assumptions that we make. We have to truly be rooted in inclusion, even not knowing somebody's background. You know, that has to be the foundation.
0: True, because I really think that's kind of a two-step process, right? There's the company announcing its focus on promoting DE&I. And then there's the individual truly understanding and accepting the reasons and the need for such initiatives.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Rob. And I always encourage leaders, you know, if they have that mandate or that mandate is given to them, it's perfectly reasonable to push back and say, well, we need to make sure our team is prepared. We need training or we need, you know, we need to really ensure that we're equipped as a team to invite that person in, right? As, as opposed to a solely external focus, because then what happens is these people are further exploited. And I, and I feel for a lot of flight departments because I think the corporate messaging isn't always great. They're not talking about why the mandate exists. They're just telling them to implement it. So that doesn't feel good either.
0: Very good points. So looking toward the remainder of the year, do you expect hiring trends to continue at the same pace we're seeing now? I anticipate it's going to continue.
2: Just as I said at the the beginning of, of our discussion, I think because commercial aviation is not a completely viable alternative now, that business aviation is going to continue to be challenged to find talent. And obviously, we see what's happening with commercial aviation seeking talent so aggressively from our group. And to Jennifer's point, from the young talent, you know, the Delta Propel program, United's Aviator program. I mean, they're just everywhere. So I think that business aviation will continue to have to fly, right? That the demand will still be there. We will still be competing with commercial airlines for talent and commercial airlines will not be a sound alternative for executive travel. So in my mind, that means that we're going to see the demand continue.
0: Is that what you foresee as well, Jennifer Guthrie?
1: I believe so. I think that there may be some shifting and You know, some companies will not be affected by a potential recession where others may be. We kind of saw that in COVID where some companies kept flying because they had to. The shortage is still there. So the need is still gonna be there. And I see through the end of the year still hiring.
0: What advice do you have for those looking for jobs in business aviation in the current climate?
1: You know, aviation is a very small, community. And, you know, I think it's very important that candidates network and not be afraid to ask questions, I think, and looking at the companies that you're targeting as to what kind of solutions or what can you add to them and doing your research about them to learn what's important and what's the level of talent that they might have in the organization and then you know maybe focus on what skill sets that do you need to improve to make you more attractive
0: jennifer pickerel what tips would you like to share
1: i agree
2: with jennifer and i i think the name of the game is absolutely research and you know there's so much information available to us these days right and so i really encourage people to dive deep into culture and to understand and and identify everything they can about a prospective employer's culture, you can do that by various means. LinkedIn is a fantastic way to identify someone who works at a company that you might have interest in and reaching out to them for a discussion. There's really no better resource, right, than someone who's actually working there. And I also would say to the people who are looking for work to not be swayed by the shiny objects, you know, when there's a lot of opportunity I think there's even more responsibility to do your diligence. So I think you really need to take that seriously and not be swayed by compensation alone. That would be my fear is that people go to the highest bidder, if you will, only to learn that perhaps that's not a cultural fit for them. So agreeing with Jennifer very much so in that networking and really researching before you take that leap.
0: If you're looking to take that leap and apply for a job in business aviation, in addition to contacting my guests at their respective companies, you can also utilize the NBAA Jobs Board that helps match companies with prospective employees and offers job seekers tips on such important skills as networking, utilizing social media, and putting your best foot forward at an interview. Check it out at nbaa.org jobs. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan.